hey Kenny, it's Kenny. This is entry number 16, and I'm here with Austin Train. Hey folks. What's up, dude? You Good to be here, Kenny. Thank you for having me. The last time you were here in this type of setting, we were putting together like a, we did like, we're trying to do like kind of like a little variety show type thing during the pandemic. You remember oh yeah, that? I remember that. I remember coming Which down. It only, we only did like a few episodes of it. It was fun. It was like, it helped. I mean, that, I guess that helped, you know, inspire basically everything that I try to do now. It was like a, one of the early like foyers into like production Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you Shit. really got the... I'm impressed by the setup. I think it's very nice. Thanks, man. Yeah, I just... I keep spending every dime of my money on equipment thinking that this is going to help further my comedy career. Sure. And that I, the, my idea behind it is, like, everything is only becoming more in our hands. So if I can have everything in my hands then i can do you know yeah, yeah take your own destiny in your hands you know i mean i remember when i was coming up it was like oh just get in at a club and then just do whatever they tell you to do but sometimes they yeah they do brush some people to the side so if you just take charge of your own especially now it's like yeah there is a different way to navigate but. there there are definitely things that you can do i feel like when i first started everything was in fact, this goes back to kind of what you're talking about a little bit earlier while we were, while we were hanging out just a little bit is uh, I posted on social media yesterday just saying I liked it better when comics would mock crowd work because you'd never be able to get on late night with it mm -hmm. because that's all that it was. When I started doing comedy in 2017, I was told you need to get just get five minutes that can be on TV yeah. and then we'll submit it to we'll, we'll try to help you well, like late night was already kind of done like you know because late night used to be like that yeah. is your career and then yeah. by the 2010 by the 2000s i don't know if anybody like anybody's late night spot really set yeah, them off it, and when stardom I, I started in 2017 and it was i don't think the public i think what happened was like the industry like the or not even the industry the comics yeah and the comedy community had not caught up to what the public was already doing which was not giving a fuck about late night yeah, yeah 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 and so it was more of like it was just more of one of those things which i still think to a degree this can happen we were talking about that a little bit like it's like if you just get a, at, at some point if you have like the social media following um and and you know the means to do shit like this one of the things that it's like i kind of need or not even need would help me would be like a credit like if i could yeah, yeah. you know i mean even and some of it's even fucking like Dude, you'll hear comics getting brought up to be like, you saw this guy on Laughs on Fox. <laughs> it's like <laughs> That hasn't been around for a while, has yeah, it? Yeah, that's like something that hasn't been around for a while and was never, again, it was only kind of regarded, I feel like, within the comedy community with like, oh, you did Laughs on Fox. Yeah, like just it, have, I mean, there's like, like some guys would just get a credit and just ride that for like 30 years. Yeah, it's just like part of, it's just like on their resume. It's yeah, just yeah, like exactly. something. It's just a thing to say, you know. Yeah, like you saw, this guy was on one episode of The Sopranos. I was on the Comedy Store docuseries for about 30 seconds because I, I yelled at the producer director's son because I didn't know he was like with the film crew and he was in the parking lot. I'm like, hey man, get the fuck out of the lot. Hell well, yeah. Can I curse? <laughs> yeah, of course. I was like, hey, motherfucker. <laughs> hey, bitch. Uh, get out of the fucking lot. No, I didn't call him a bitch. But uh, then he saw me on stage. And uh, he was like, yeah, you're really funny. Uh, like, that, that happens to me a lot. I guess I just, I'm like wound very tightly. And like first impression, always strike out. But then eventually I wear people down with my Well, I can't remember. Charm. I guess it's just because I met you as just, we just saw each other over and over at the store. And yeah. so, and then just started talking. So I didn't have like a, like an abrupt type of like meeting with you. It was like, like we're like, we're like two dogs sniffing around. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 like yeah, it was yeah. kind of just like a couple times. It yeah. wasn't, it wasn't like a hard, like it was almost like we, oh, we kind of got to meet each other cause we see each other so much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I don't know. I always thought you were, I don't know. You always hang out and be like chill. Cause a lot of people would just have zero chill. Like a lot of just yeah. lunatics. Yep. Like doing shit. You're like, you can't, you can't light up a blunt in the back of the original room. Like, I, yeah. I shouldn't have to tell you not to do this. Before I started doing comedy, I would was listening to I was like, a ton of people. I was listening to Kill Tony a bunch, mm -hmm. and so um, it was like right after Kim Congdon and Sarah Weinshank were like regulars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, on Kill Tony, they were already they were like already gone when I like when I started listening. But I like 
would see that Kim was like on- online. I would like see her and see that she was kind of like was on Kill Tony, and then she's kind of doing things. This is again, this is like twenty. This is probably twenty sixteen. Uh-huh. But she's like kind of doing things, and so I just messaged her and I was like, "Hey, I think I'm gonna start doing comedy. Like, w- what advice would you have for like a new comic?" And then she wrote back and she was like, "You need to get up on stage a- as much as possible, and." whenever you're at like a at an open mic or any comedy venue don't be annoying that's oh that's really good advice yeah that's that's actually nice that she messaged you back i yeah. mean uh i've heard a lot of people like would reach out to other comics and just like nothing back but yeah just be chill whenever you're around because a lot of people just want they'd like i gotta prove myself a hundred percent no one likes that guy who you're in you're you have your circle right we're all friends and we're riffing and we yeah. have a level of comfort and then somebody just jams their way in. Yeah. And you're just like, you immediately, even if you see that guy crush later, or lady, it could be a lady, you see them crush later, you're still just like, I don't fucking like that person. Yep. They just jam their way into the circle. I'm lucky that I started doing comedy when I was 30 years old. The first time I, I, I get reminded every single year, when I was 22, I post, I have, there's a Facebook post that's in my memories that comes up, I think around like April. That's uh, that's me saying, hey, I'm thinking about going to an open uh, uh, an open mic and trying comedy tonight. Who wants to go with me? And then it's funny because there's not one like or reply <laughs> to that to to that. And I there's never sign. And I and I never went. It, actually, the reason I know the reason why I never went was because um, I had a joke. I had like a bit, and I had like rehearsed it to like one of my one of my best friends. I like rehearsed it to him like probably like twenty times. And then I'm going to drive. I'm driving to Bakersfield with my dad. We're gonna go do some like electrical work, and we're driving up there. And I tell my dad like I'm think I'm gonna do comedy. I'm 22 years old. I think I'm gonna like try to do like an open mic and do stand up comedy. And I've like I already have a bit. And he was like, Oh, what are you gonna talk about? And then the bit is this is the bit is, um, you know, like it's crazy how like when you ask a girl what she wants to eat, she can't tell you, but like. You know, she, you know how it goes. Like, you know, you'll be like, "What do you want to eat?" And she'll be like, "I don't know." I'll be like, "Come on, what do you want?" She'll be like, "Give me some options." And you're like, "Oh, do you want In and Out or McDonald's?" And then she'll say she wants In and Out. Then you go get In and Out. You go through the drive-through. You come back, and then she's eating the In and Out, and she's like, "Oh, McDonald's probably would have been better." And then I was like, "Does that happen to any other animals out there? Like, is that only us? Like, you know, you know, what do you think? There's like a lion goes to the li- <laughs> goes to the lioness and is like, "What do you what do you want to eat today? Zebra or gazelle?" And she's like, oh, I don't know. Like, let's get let's get zebra. And I'm like, see, the fucked up thing is, is we have to go through a we get to go through a drive through. We just got to drive. But now this lion has to hunt down the zebra, kill it, drag it back to the den, and then she starts eating the zebra. And then all of a sudden, she's like, gazelle would have been better. And I tell my dad this joke, and my dad goes, he doesn't laugh. He doesn't really say anything. I'm like, oh, do you do you think it's funny? And he goes, look, he goes, I don't know, like when you do comedy. <laughs> People probably suspend their like belief, <laughs> but he's like, all I could think about while you were telling this joke <laughs> was that the lioness is actually who does the hunting. Oh yeah, and not yeah, the lion. That's right. And then I remember literally going, "Oh okay," and then like looking out the window, <laughs> and I remember being like, "I'll never do stand-up comedy." <laughs> and then I and then I didn't try it for eight that, years. That is like a very cute like. Like early, I mean, because I started when I was 22. Yeah. I just went into it. I kind of had, uh, I was like getting out of some legal problems. I was like, oh, I don't have anything going on. Let me like do this. And um, that was like kind of the shit I was writing. <laughs> but I would actually go and do it and be like, oh, this is stupid. Yeah. Um, I mean, looking back on it, it's wild that I had a complete. I had a complete thought, at least. That's the only thing. Like, I've, I'm not saying it was good. Animals but, are kind of funny to talk about. Yeah, yeah. but it's it's so um, there's no economy of words, right? You're just like, hey, yeah. is this like funny thought in yeah. my head? And you're really like dragging the comedy out. But um, I, I <laughs> <laughs> your dad's just talking about, oh yeah, lot no lot. Like they just correct you with a fact. A hundred percent. It was like the most dad thing of all time. That's, that, that's like, like the autistic kid from Tobey Maguire. Like actually, yeah. the lioness hunts. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Like, just go along with the joke. It's like I sometimes think about doing that bit as like that's the bit is me being like, hey, my first ever, my dream was uh, was squashed eight years before I started it <laughs> because of my dad, and then telling that. But I, I don't know if it's worth well, worth well, doing. What if it was? I, lo- I do love talking about animals, but it's like yeah, Asian elephants be driving like this, <laughs> African <laughs> elephants be driving like this. <laughs>
Sorry, I just yeah, wanted to no. jam that one in there. But I do, like, it's, it's, when I first started out, I would write bits about animals, but I just, I didn't have the, it wasn't snappy enough. And yeah. I would just kind of, like, ram, you know, you ramble and of course. meander. And then now I've been going back to the animal well. And it's a lot of good stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah but once you, now you've, now, now that you, you know how to do it, it's a little, there's certain yeah, yeah, things yeah. that you can talk about that you couldn't, that Would, you couldn't tackle before, like, you know, like Asian and African elephants. <laughs> Um, when I first started, I, d- I had no, that's the thing is you started later. I had no life experience really. So it, yeah. it really is like, do you remember Eddie Murphy raw where he's talking about the first time he did stand, he was like 13 and he, yeah. all he'd done is taking a shit. So it's like, literally <laughs> you're just doing bits about things you've seen on TV. Yeah. So I was like, I mean, I, I hadn't, you know, a lot of guys I knew were like Navy Marines, a lot of life experience, right? A lot yeah. of stories, a lot, of, a lot of shit to talk about. And I just had done nothing, and I was just really grasping for a while uh, to like just find shit. And then I discovered drugs, and that gave me a lot of good stories. Hell yeah! <laughs> like, you would have been a fool not to do the drugs. Kind of, yeah. And I'm like, I'm 25. I work at a comedy club. It's like, what else am I gonna do? And I was, I was at like that age. Like, if I would have started when I was 22, I was far more annoying. Like, I was, and I don't, I. I'd like to think that I would be smart enough to like not like burn bridges and not annoy people, but I don't. I probably wasn't. I probably would have done exactly the opposite of what Kim Congdon told me. Oh like, yeah. I probably would have burned bridges, annoyed people, because like I already somehow burn bridges now. Like with not with that, that, that many ha- people, that but sometimes. But it's, it's just like you can do about it. I just because what I don't as much as like I cannot be annoying. I don't have the the f- fakeness that you need a little bit in LA like um, to deal with no well you also you book a club and yeah. so sometimes th- that's the difficulty of like comics also booking a club is that a lot of uh, you know when I worked at the store Adam Egan used to be a comic and I was yeah. like but he can I mean he was he would have a he had a nice way of basically telling people no as he right. like walk away like avoid them <laughs> yeah um but you have to be able to tell people no and obviously people don't want to hear no of course but you know that's on them like their response to you is like you have to look out you know you're your comic and also you have to look out for the club yeah so that definitely people. yes most of the most of the enemies are from that and then and then we were talking about this a little bit before it's like just because I've been here at the club since four months into comedy, so now I've been here for seven years mm. and and all of that, that it's now it's like ingrained in me. Like I don't, I w- even if the club was gone tomorrow, I wouldn't be able to operate much differently. Yeah, I mean, it's also just there's going to be people you don't like. That, that like, is true. like literally, so when you start off, you want to try to be as diplomatic as possible. Yeah. There are people who won't let you be diplomatic. There are people who are just like <laughs> yes. psychotic, you know. And, uh, you know, I was less, I mean, I'm probably still less mature than you. Um, I had problems with that, like holding grudges. Uh, but, it, you know, usually just kind of waste your time and energy. Yeah. And people do change their opinions over time, too. Like, there's people I wasn't friends with at first, and then eventually we became friends. They saw me do stand up. Yeah. I saw them. And I'm like, oh. You're actually funny. I just didn't like the way you looked or something. You know, <laughs> I didn't like it's the, the, you heckled me. The color something. of your skin was the issue yeah, 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 the yeah. whole time. Just, <laughs> but it just, turns out. It's just the texture of his hair. That's the <laughs> only thing that bothered me. It turns out they can be funny, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. what you. I, I try to. That's why, I mean, all the effort goes into, you know, being as good at stand up as I can possibly be, because I feel like that's like the equalizer. That's the thing that. That's the thing that we should all be bonding over, and you know, that's. Yeah. I mean, there's, I mean, there's nothing more happy. There's nothing that makes me more happy than meeting somebody before a show, liking them, just like, oh man, we're hitting it off, and then watching them do comedy and them being funny. Like, there's no, like oh, we, yeah. when you when you're like when you meet another funny comic, it's great. Oh, it's yeah. like just so awesome. If you just if you also sometimes you meet somebody you just instantly have a rapport. Yeah. And you're kind of riffing right off the bat, and it's just like, oh, I like this person. Like, yeah. You know, um, but, but also, also like the the one thing that heals wounds is like if you see somebody on stage and they make you laugh. Yeah. It does become harder to hate them. Yeah. Even if like they're a piece of shit off stage, um, just seeing them do well kind of it does something. To yeah. You. That's why I think it's very important. It is very important to not 
to have those two things be separate because there's like I mean there's some people that I like absolutely I'll, t- I'll tell you I'll tell you who it is off off podcast but like, <laughs> like so the I, Patreon <laughs> that, I, that I absolutely we just like, name names <laughs> don't get along don't get along with mm-hmm. but like I'll I'm the first one to say like dude this person is fu-. It, it actually makes me more mad that we don't get along because they're funny oh where yeah, I'm like yeah. there's like I have no there's so many unfunny comedians that I have beef with or that i have to like mm-hmm. it's like i have my guard up around yeah that yeah. it's like i hate that somebody funny that i don't get along with somebody who's funny like yeah. it, it, it it bothers me yeah i mean i don't know that that's just i'm used to that from like my family was very dysfunctional growing up yeah. and then i was like you know when i was growing up it was uh biggie and tupac i was like this is kind of like my family and right then, so i just i just get used to other people not liking each other yeah. and i can like one or the other but there's just always going to be some kind of uh beef i guess yeah, that's the odd part. That is the odd part too. Comedy is the only thing that I've ever been involved in where I will, where where that will. I have like people that I directly don't get along with, but then I have a friend who's like also a they're like a good friend of both of us, and I'll be and I and I'm always like I'm not in that triangle because I feel because if I'm the person who's the friend in the triangle, I'm gonna like force I'm gonna like force them to get along. <laughs> like I'm gonna yeah, be like yeah, you guys yeah. have no reason. To not be getting along. I've even tried. Actually, one of my friends for a specific situation with a with another comic. I've even yelled at our mutual friend of like, why don't y- you fix this? Like, you are friends with both of us. Why aren't you talking to them to fix like fix this? Because there's no reason we all shouldn't be. Chill. Sometimes it's better to just stay out of it. Honestly, it is. like a lot of drama you try to get involved in and. I don't want to say it like you can help people sometimes, but sometimes people just don't want to be helped. They uh, just want to be angry or yes, they just want to be hurt. That's the actual truth. And they want to <laughs> complain about it. Yeah. They don't want, you know, like, and you can try to bring people together, but sometimes it backfires on. And then now yeah. you got to deal with this shit. And now you've taken, this is obligation that now falls on you. See, I'm a, I'm a true man in the sense of this isn't as cool as it make as it sounds in the, the but I, <laughs> in the I, sense that I don't allow women to speak around <laughs> me. No, 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 no. Well, that, Kenny's that, really sexist over that when I, I have, know. when I hear of an issue, I just, it's like, if, an, if I'm hearing about an issue, then it's like, well, let's just fix that issue. Wow. Okay. Not, not just like, uh, like, you know how like a chick will be like, I just wanted to tell you about it and have your support. And I'm like, but there's a fix. We could just oh, yeah, we yeah, could yeah, just yeah, fix yeah. it. So it's the same. Like when I hear about the drama, I'm either like, "Well, this person is wrong," and like, "Fuck them," yeah. or I'm like, "Well, this is just a misunderstanding. You guys need we need to fix all of this." And so I get like to like when, especially when it's clear when it, you know because when you're not in the situation, a lot of times it's really clear to be like, "Oh no!" Even if you are the one who's wrong, sometimes you if you could like get yourself out of the situation, you yeah. could be like, "Fuck, I'm the one that's." When wrong. you're in a, a certain situations, kind of get murky or just like I, I know a lot of comics are probably conflict averse, and then on the other end, there's a lot of comics who are just like very conflict oriented. Yes, and so it's a weird mix of like the person who's conflict oriented is wrong, but the conflict averse person takes it on themselves and goes, "Oh, this is my. It must be something I did." Yeah. Even if they're like they're lighting them on fire or something, they think, right. "Oh, I must have done something." And then after the conflict, we both go on stage and talk about our dicks, like which is the wildest yeah, yeah, part. Yeah. <laughs> everyone just they just have everyone pull their dicks out, yeah. and then you're all friends. You circle jerk, and then you're all friends afterwards. Yeah, Dutch rudder, double Dutch rudder. <laughs> uh, every option is available. If Man, we the Dutch have a lot of gross acts named after them. What do they have besides the Dutch d- oven? Oh yeah. Dutch oven, Dutch can't, rudder. Can't really think of anything. There's probably some other gross sex. <laughs> yeah, you called gross Dutch. Dutch. They're white. They're they're white anyway, right? They're, we can make fun of them. They're the tallest people on earth. Really? Yeah, the average the tallest average height uh, for a male in in the Netherlands is six foot. Damn. But there's black nether. There's black. There's a lot of black people in the Netherlands too. Isn't like uh, Alistair Overeem is. Who's that? A basketball player? The UFC fighter. Oh, uh, okay. UFC fighter. Sorry, I don't know why I'm famous for basketball player. Fa- famous for being on steroids, and I, I don't actually. I don't even know the origin of this. I don't know if he actually ate horse meat or it was just like a joke where they were saying like he eats horse meat. Oh, is that where the steroids, the the positive test? Maybe came that's from? what. It, maybe that's what he said. He's like, oh, I ate horse meat, and they had steroids or some oh. sh- some 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 shit like that. But they he he did so much steroids because it was back when. Uh, they let the fighters use like TRT and shit. Oh, I don't okay. know how much you how much you know about any of this shit, but uh, his name's Overeem. They called him Uber Uberim. This is like his nickname because oh, yeah, he was Uber. just fucking so. Wow, 
I so remember my, my brothers used to watch back back in the day. They got the UFC VHS like in the yeah. '90s. It was like you know the very oh, yeah. early ones where like a dude is in a gi and then another dude is in like boxing trunks. Yeah, and it was such a trip. Like because now it's like kind of more uniform. Yep. And back then it was just like they had to. At the very beginning, right, I think people would gouge each other's eyes out. Yeah, that and there was, was biting sometimes. So that's like my, my dad would get would rent these. He wouldn't watch them with me, but then he would <laughs> he he explained them to me though as a child. He was like, they they fight and they can do anything. He's like, Kenny, there's a guy who get, who gets another guy and then he's right there and he just goes like this to his dick and he just punches him over and over and over. It's crazy, yeah, and it's I'm his like finishing move. <laughs> he's like finish him, <laughs> and then he comes. <laughs> Blast through his shorts. Yeah, he's punching him like this. He's like <laughs> Kenny. He won't stop punching him like this. Ejectality. Oh hey. <laughs> yeah, some of the employees here take their lunch uh, oh, okay. in the club and stuff. We're just and, pantomiming. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, right. When the employee came in. <laughs> uh, always at the best time. This yeah. is what you call comedic timing. A hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. So we 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 timed we timed it out like that, but yeah, it was like early early UFC was was wild. I I kind of quit. Um, I started watching it like in the mid two thousands, like two thousand six something like that, mm-hmm. and then I quit watching it when they uh, when they got bought out when the UFC got bought out a few years ago. Oh. I mean, it's been like five or six years maybe by now, mm-hmm. but. They just started putting on so many events, and it they got have a lot of them. It seems it got hard. It was it used to be so easy to follow the fighters, and like every fight used to feel like it was like a big fight, like yeah. all the fights on a card. And then they oversaturated it, and it became it's become more like basketball, football, like those, like that's like there's yeah. so many fighters. It's hard to it's, it's hard, hard to, to keep up. To, that, yeah, one of my favorite things in sports is I like follow. So like I don't love college sports because I, I can't follow a player Same. for very long. Right? Same. I, I want to know about the players. I want to know what to yep. expect. I, I mean, I I like to kind of be a know it all a little bit about it. And that's the thing that I always thought was tough with UFC is like cause like sometimes boxers can have pretty long careers. Yeah. But it didn't really seem like anyone in mixed martial arts. Like you can go. I mean, there's a few guys like Anderson Silva fought forever. Yeah. But it's harder for me to. It was always hard for me to follow, you know, how fast they seem to kind of come. A hundred percent. Or yeah, it was just like you. You could have a favorite. Like you had your Anderson Silva's. Your I mean, John Jones with all the legal trouble is like why his career's been the way it is. But he's still been been around a long time. George St. Pierre was at the top for a long time. But like I mean, we're we're already getting you know, Demetrius Johnson, and then I mean, there's less than ten fighters that have been these super longevity i don't even know if that's a word uh fighters yeah 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 it's fucking i always like you know i like uh i always like john i don't follow ufc a lot. i like john jones just because he kind of has this villain aspect like i like it when guys are flawed i don't like it when somebody's like too like and everyone tried to like fluff up tim tebow too much yeah or they try to fluff up college coaches and then it turns out the college coaches like kick the kicker in his nuts, yeah. Or is like or they're like lap dance, or they're like Urban was yeah, it Urban, Urban Meyer, Meyer who's yeah, like yeah. fingering some girl. Dude, I swear, to, I remember <laughs> reading in Sports Illustrated, it's just this huge fluff piece about Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer doesn't uh, like let people uh, mistreat women. And then like five <laughs> you know years why? later, because he's gonna mistreat <laughs> women. <laughs> five years later, right? There's this whole thing with his strength coach is, is yeah. like, They cover up. Uh, domestic abuse and I'm like why even make the fuck like I like it if I know somebody's bad from yeah. the, not bad so, so you, but you, flawed I like it when it, you know it, which means it's that's while they were covering it up he called up he called up Sports Illustrated and was like hey I just want you guys to know that I uh, I respect women <laughs> I really respect women no matter what you hear it's like shut up down there. Oh. So you play you said you mentioned fantasy you you play do you play a lot of fantasy football? Yeah yeah um I've been playing fantasy football for like maybe 8 years. Nice, no, nice. Won you a pl- few trophies. You, I put you, some money on. You it. play any dynasty leagues? Uh, no, no, I don't have any dynasty leagues. So I, I usually around, you know, around the time of the actual NFL draft is I, I'm in a couple. I run two dynasty leagues and I'm in three total. Damn. Um, and so we have teams usually, usually at least one team per year becomes available because people oh. are pu- fucking pussy ass. Dynasty's a little hard, huh? But uh, it's, it is, but it's, it is, but it's not. It just depends on the league, like. It would be better. I, I mean, I might do it this year. We might. I might do another startup. That's the problem with Dynasty is you like, you learn kind of as you you learn so much as you go that you want you tend to like want to do another startup. But then it's like I have three Dynasty leagues right now, 
So if I do a startup next year, then I'll have four. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It and just then kind of keeps compiling. I, this year I did. Uh, I actually did fan league. I did some league, some fan leagues where I did uh, free leagues. And so I play on this fucking oh, s- sleeper. Is this so? These are all these are all my leagues that I play in. Wow. So I so, so I play in <laughs> I play in four regular leagues this year. These yeah. are these are all with people from from my from my uh, social media that like wanted to. Pl- I'm gonna. They wanted to, they were down to play, and I'm gonna send the winner of each league like a little uh, merch care package, like stickers, oh, that's uh, nice. stickers and shirts. And then if I win, I just get bragging rights over all of them. Yeah. yeah. And then I have you uh, get to send them dick pics for the rest of the year. <laughs> I have a, <laughs> I have a <laughs> joke on this. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I have a, I have a dynasty league that like I the guys the commissioner. There's no way he watches my podcast, but I think I'm gonna quit after this year because it was the first dynasty league that I ever was a part of, mm-hmm. and I joined in late and I jo- I, I joined in late and, and took you over ran a te- the team into the ground. Uh, I've just run the team that for this is the third year that i've been in the league either Uh third or maybe fourth yeah but it's like i don't i don't feel myself bringing this team out of the the fucking gutter need a change of management yeah i get it yeah and so it's like but a a startup league is so it's so fun the that especially that first season when you start up and you have your 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 draft picks like if you look if you look at this one here like you go down to the bottom and then these are my draft picks so I have a my first round pick next year. Then I I traded and acquired this guy's first round pick, and then I've acquired this guy's second round pick. I must I traded away my own second round pick at some point. And so with the trades, like, the, yeah, yeah. With, with all with all the trades, you have draft picks for multiple years, and you're look at oh, you're like dope. you know, it's it's just it's different. You need a league where people are willing to trade. That's where the league becomes unfun is when people are not willing to trade. However. Then you end up sometimes where teams, people are able to make trades and acquire mm-hmm. enough enough people to or enough players to where there's some like super teams where oh, you're yeah, like, yeah. fuck, how the fuck am I going to beat this team? But at the usually those super teams, they're like just in you know, you, I'm sure you've seen it plenty of times where like a team goes like, you know, like what twelve and three or whatever mm-hmm. their their record, and then they're the number one seed and they just lose. Oh and yeah, because it's just the the weak. Uh, you know, just like especially like late in the season, like whatever happened earlier doesn't matter because it's yeah. like the late season gets everyone's hurt, all your best players are hurt. I tried doing fantasy. I did one year of fantasy basketball, just like random ESPN league, won it because I just I was the only guy who changed my lineup. <laughs> right, I was the only guy who like kept playing it. Yeah, half the free. If you're doing any type of free league, it's usually yeah. that. It's usually Everyone like stops. who's who's just willing to log in. And then I played fantasy baseball for a while at the Dynasty Fantasy Baseball League. Uh, or maybe Dynasty or is a keeper? It might have been keeper, right? You get to yeah. keep five guys. Okay. But and then we did an auction one, and it's just like, but fantasy baseball is just too much for me. It's just too much. Baseball and basketball just seems like there's too many days of games, like where you like like the games are happening like every day. So it's like you have daily rosters. There's daily and weekly. You can set it. uh, Both baseball and basketball have like a daily. You can change it every day. Right. And there's a weekly. You just change it the week and then like let it go. But if a guy gets hurt on Tuesday, he's in you know for the rest of the week on your lineup. But Baseball is like just too like it's just too too much fluctuation throughout the season. Like all your best pitchers get hurt or they go through yeah. a rough stretch, and I just couldn't keep up. But the other guys were like really into it, but I was like, yeah, just football is good enough. Who, who's your NFL team? Oh, I used to be a Chargers fan, but uh, they left for LA, and I said, uh, you know, fuck that organization. Um, yeah, the, I, I feel like the Chargers are one of those teams that are not going to win unless they sell the team. I feel like the, they got to get rid owner, of the the, me, I feel like the owners are terrible. Let me tell you, it's it's a, so other moves for different teams. It kind of makes sense. Like, all right, you go from the Minneapolis Lakers to L.A. Lakers, right? L.A. is a uh, a, a, a expanding, exploding yeah. market. Dodgers, Giants to the West Coast. Okay, there's no baseball on the West Coast. You go from San Diego to L.A. Yeah, you still expect the San Diego people to root for your team, and you have a like they just have such a bad organization. They moved that team up there to get a higher uh, stock market valuation, right. right? But they're not actually selling enough ticket. Like they don't, they don't really. Yeah. I mean, when they you know they go there, it's the it's mostly Cowboys fans. It's mostly yeah. Steelers fans. It's very like no one. You took football out of L.A. for so long. 
football and basketball, they're all things that take time. Like it's yeah. an emotional investment well, over time. And if you remove all football from L.A., it's going to take a long time for people to get. I watched a Rams game. The Rams won the Super Bowl two years ago. Nobody gives a fuck. There was it was all <laughs> fucking who was it? It was like all 49ers fans. Yeah. It's your rival. Of course. And you won the Super Bowl two years ago. In yeah. L.A., and nobody still – still nobody gives you know a what shit. I re, what I realized it was? This was some um, – is it takes things like these players, they're going to local L.A. schools mm-hmm. now and doing like whatever. You know what I mean? Like they do this all over the NFL. Like if you're in Indianapolis, in Indianapolis, the Colts will go to schools. They'll go to hospitals. They'll go to these things. Well, when you go to those schools, you – get to meet justin herbert well now that kid is going to be a fan of the yeah, yeah. the chargers forever yeah, until they move but, to london <laughs> but you need, <laughs> but you need that, that you're saying you have to have a whole generation of this happening you yeah. have to have the time that it takes for now this kid to grow up and then to teach his son to be a chargers yeah, fan yeah. because he met justin herbert these when are he, like lifelong things you know they, and yeah. they just kind of expect people to like I mean, you saw the lady who was like a the the Asian lady who was like yeah. freaking out, like ah. And then she was actually she's a, also a Viking. Well, she's both. Yeah. And also, like a lot of people are just kind of casual fans. Of you course, know, they root for both. Teams Especially twenty twenty three, it's way more acceptable to be like uh, to be multiple team fans. Like, like that's like my my dad. My dad is still the kind of dude who's like. He doesn't want the players like shaking each other's hands really? of, of like the rivals. Yeah, he's like, I don't. If I was coaching, I wouldn't let my players do jersey swaps with the enemy. <laughs> with the enemy. The enemy. <laughs> um, I, it's funny. I was watching Winning Time, and this kind of shit used to happen. Uh, they get on the bus, and everyone in Boston, they just the cops just let them. They're just throwing bottles and yeah. shit. Like, like people used to do that shit. Like, yeah. be, I mean, I think you brought up Boston. I think Boston is still doing all that kind of stuff to every team, every sports I don't think team. The, the players have a lot of power now. I don't think yeah. they let that shit stand. But like you know, like sir, like Philly probably yeah. same thing. Like you know, if they see your bus, you know, you're getting yeah. like some yellow snowballs. Well, that's my, my dad's whole issue with the, like, my dad, like, hates Philadelphia, and he's like... He's a Cowboys fan, huh? Yeah, we're, yeah and, but, he, but his, he's like, when Michael Irvin was laying on the ground motionless, they were cheering. <laughs> like, I'm like, you still remember that? Calm down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Uh, Eagles fan also ate horse shit, so it's like, <laughs> they, don't, they don't treat themselves very nicely either. They're yeah. kind of just rough on everyone, yeah, they're including hard, themselves. Yeah, if you're going to be hard on yourself... And you can be hard on everybody. That's <laughs> yeah. Once you get horseshit, now you get to be mean. <laughs> what is this horseshit? Oh, shit. It is horseshit. You're so what. excited for something. You eat shit. <laughs> it's like, I've never been that happy. I don't know how that works. Um, yeah. I don't, I don't know. It also, like, those, so some places just have that, like, ingrained uh, uh, fandom. Yeah, like, that's yeah. like me. That's why I mean, I was born in Texas. That's why I'm a Cowboys oh, fan. Oh, you're born I'm in a, Texas? Yeah, yeah, that's why I'm a, co- a Cowboys fan. Like, my younger brother is seven years he's 30 he's seven years younger than me his name is troy oh so damn yeah. dude you almost, you almost were emmett yeah I know. <laughs> <laughs> emmett weber dude but yeah so i'm yeah a huge huge cowboys fan which is a the cowboys a wild it's, this is a weird season the past couple seasons have been weird because they're like good but like not things happen like not that good like you know like it's like yeah, yeah. like this season especially it's like where it's like they're either going to lose a game or they're going to win it by fifty points. Like, yeah, no, there's yeah. no, in, there's they no looked, in between. They fucking destroyed the Giants both times. Yeah, and then they they will like <laughs> they will have these incredible blowouts, and then they'll just have these terrible showing. Yeah. That's a lot of football. I think like yeah. once things start to go your way, I think football is such a big momentum sport. Yeah, that it's like you know, uh, once you fucking miss the field goal, now you're going to lose by thirty. Yeah, and I think the, the I think the the Cowboys are also a victim of uh, the too AF- much attention. <laughs> the a- yeah, of course, of course, but the AFC, the NFC is the new AFC. Like the years, uh, the years where every fucking year the the AFC championship for a while was Baltimore and New England. Oh yeah, where yeah, it's like yeah. if if New, if it wasn't for New England, Baltimore probably would have fucking won three. Yeah, su- well, won. It was Baltimore, Pittsburgh and New England. Yeah. And then the Colts every now and then. So so you have so, so that's a very good example. Baltimore, Pittsburgh, New England. Right now you have the Niners, the Eagles and the Cowboys. Yes. You have these and it's and I w- it seems as though when those three teams play each other, the Cowboys are like the third 
best it, it, of it feels the, like that yeah of the of the teams so it's like they're like the Steelers of that generation <laughs> you know what I mean of yeah. that generation yeah yeah they're kind of a little bit behind the other two um I'm I don't know I I feel like especially the Cowboys always get so much attention like I'm a Lakers fan even yeah. though I'm wearing the, the Bulls hat right now um this is when the I went to Chicago and as a kid loved Michael Jordan they got me a uh Bull, you know Chicago Bulls hat I like how you said they got it like it almost feels like Michael Jordan Michael Jordan like, wait you no, love me no, here actually the uh, the Toon Squad <laughs> gave it to me <laughs> It's oh, like, sure. hey, we're sorry your parents got divorced us. Then here's the Michael Bo- uh, Michael Jordan hat. Um, but, uh, Michael yeah, the, Bolton. Michael Bolton hat. <laughs> My second favorite, Michael. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, it's like the Lakers always get so much attention. And it's like, they're not that good. Like, yeah. I mean, I watch them, but it's like, this is like. They're getting the attention whether they're good or not. Exactly. And the the yeah. Cowboys are getting the same attention. And, and the it, Yankees. It's like the Cowboy yeah. Yankees, uh, yeah. Lakers, kind of like, even when they're when they're bad, it's uh, just as big of a story. Dude, my brother in law, uh-huh. his teams are the Cowboys, the Yankees, and the Lakers. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait, where is he from? Is he from he, Dallas? He's, in, he, he's from Texas. And he doesn't. So when he, it's just when he and he's the Mavericks aren't bad. He, Mavericks are he, fun. He's team. like five years older than me, so he or or, or five years or more. Uh-huh. So he legitimately was growing up in a time. He was around when all three of them were winning championships. Mm-hmm. So he legitimately. Oh, he's just a straight up bandwagon. He, he guy. legitimately is like the bandwagon of like an era. Well, was like, that the like, eight, like the It had to have been like the eighties, late eighties, early nineties. Yeah, because the yeah. Lakers in the eighties. Uh, Cowboys in the '90s and the Yankees in the late '90s. Yeah, and then the and then the Lakers like late '90s, or, early yeah, late 2000s. '90s, 2000s. Um, that's I mean because I was a you know I'm from San Diego. It's Padres, Chargers, and then for basketball, I was like you know I'm gonna root for the Lakers because the Padres and Chargers are so bad. Right, you didn't want to have like, to get on the like, Clippers. Why don't you root for the Clippers? I'm like, why don't you root for the Clippers, asshole? <laughs> like the because they were in San Diego. For a while, they right? were in San Diego. For, they were the Buffalo Braves. They moved to San Diego for ten years. They were practicing, so they no one put money into this team. They were practicing at San Diego High School's gym. They did not have their own <laughs> practice facility, and so they never really made an eff- a real right. true effort. The players to win on the this cl- city over. <laughs> the players on the Clippers didn't even get like pen- pen- pensions or <laughs> no, anything. No, 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 yeah, yeah. They had to like write. They had to write their names on the back of the jerseys <laughs> yeah. and sharpies. Who's whose mom has the best handwriting? <laughs> <laughs> Luke, uh, Bill Walton's mom, uh, Mama Walton. But yeah, uh, so that's why I say fuck the Clippers, and I'm always right. I mean, like, look, I'm pretty much always right. Um, they always disappoint. I tried to like kind of follow them for a while in the early 2000s, but it was just like, all right, I just watch the Lakers. Like, I don't yeah. need to be this fresh. Like, baseball and football are already too frustrating. Let me just have one sport where I can root for the evil empire, where I can like root for the dynasty. Yeah, the it, to me, baseball and basketball are too difficult with the amount of games. It's just it's just too many too many games. Basketball, I don't start wa- like so. I, I watch the game of it, but I don't really start following it until after Christmas. Okay. Um, uh, football, I watch the whole thing. Baseball, I just kind of I used to watch so much baseball, and now it's just I don't know. As you get older, it's it. it it's still like fun to watch. It's just like such an investment to really follow because I used to love the numbers. I yeah. would follow the nut like, what's this guy batting now? He's batting yeah. three twenty nine. Wow. I feel like podcasting probably got a lot of people off of uh, podcasting and YouTube probably got a lot of people off of baseball because when I was more into baseball, I had like a nine to five job. I remember like in two thousand eleven, I would work. I worked at Chase, and I would come home from work. And I would like be like, oh, there's a baseball. There's a baseball game yeah, on. Yeah. Put put the baseball game on, and then like go cook dinner and stuff. And oh, so yeah. it would just be like the baseball game would be like. And then now, if I go home and I'm gonna cook or something, I put headphones on and I listen to a podcast while I'm cooking. I feel like baseball was like, because it was on all the. It was like so many games. It was on all the time. Like I would just have the Angels on in the background. Yeah, yeah. A ton but of the time. Baseball is such a nice. Well, now the time clock. It's like it's better to watch on TV. But I think the games are a little bit. It's supposed to be a leisurely game. It's very yeah. – le- and, like, podcasting is, like, leisurely. Yeah. Whereas, like, fo- whoops, football is, like – I don't know. It's, like, a ritual. It's, like, a yeah. fun, it's like watching, like, oh, we're going to the death match. You know, yeah. Like like, and you need – We're I going mean, to the Coliseum. We're glad – you know, watch the gladiators. And any given play. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Any given yeah. any given play, you well, don't know what's going to – With like. Red Zone, too, it's, like, it's such a – it's almost like – 
one of those, you know, those like porn videos that are like all the money shots. <laughs> yeah. That's what the red zone is. Don't it's act like boom. Do not act like you don't know what a compilation <laughs> is. Oh, compilation. Do you know what like I don't know what they call it when like you are no, into I know something. What I've, try, I've been trying to watch less porn, and so it just wasn't <laughs> at the top of my brain. I don't know the word. What's the stuff <laughs> that comes out of the dick? It's a compilation. What are the um, <laughs> what are the things right here on a woman? <laughs> the titas? The titas. Um yeah, it's 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 just such a like you're just mainlining football yeah. with the red zone. Um but yeah, I used to love watching I would just like I don't know, I'd like really keep track of the numbers. I like the numbers. I don't know, maybe I'm like I'm kind of like You're right. autistic, dude. I'm I'm Rain Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um I still I, I memorized everyone's batting average for two thousand and one. The season, pretty much. I know all their batting average. I know all the home runs. That's like I used to know like 2001 through 2006, and now it's just. And then you and I, I accident. One night I was watching a compilation, and I accidentally deleted 2006 <laughs> in my brain. Yeah. I had to make room for tits. Yeah. No, that's when I, you know, I, I got into a car accident. I lost 2002 <laughs> to 2006. And then one time, like I dropped something under a counter, and then when I stood up, I hit my head, back of my head, and then that's how I got rid of the 2004 and three were just fucking gone. Uh. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I, yeah. It's hard for me to follow. Like I just, just football, and honestly. Since comedy, like I haven't watched football religiously the way that I watched football before comedy. Before before I did comedy, there football was such a religious. Like mm-hmm. I saw every minute of every single Cowboys game, mm-hmm. and then all I did was just fucking flipped. I had re- I had the NFL Sunday ticket every year, and I just like flipped it channels to whoever I wanted to see on my fantasy team. Like it yeah, was just yeah. like I religiously watched football like hardcore. I mean, yeah. I mean, uh, comedy's taken me away from – I still watch football. It's a palate cleanser for me. Yeah. I can just – whatever I'm going through, I can just turn on. And the most important thing – and, you know, it's like it's Sunday, yeah, Thursday, Monday, and then like a few other fucking weird days now they're trying yeah. to do. But that's later in the season. And, like, all Sunday, whatever I'm going through, I can just watch the games all day and not think about anything else. Nothing yeah. else exists. The most important thing is if the guys I have on my fantasy team get the ball into the end zone. That's the only thing I'm worried yeah. about. I try to take that at least that one day. And it's like this is uh, I'll do a show sometimes, but it just kind of refreshes me. Yeah, lately, like, for me, it's because it's also, like, the, the I think one of the main reasons is, is because my me and my girlfriend have, like, opposite schedules like she works monday through friday and i'm just like uh-huh. i'm like dicking around doing fucking jujitsu doing shit like like this yeah, monday yeah, through yeah. monday through friday and then on the weekends it's like she's available during the day and then i have to go fucking do comedy at night or, or work here or whatever uh-huh. and so it's hard to be like one of the times that we can hang out <laughs> for me to be like ooh, sorry gotta watch football for also for nine hours of this yes. day that may that makes sense yeah when um i remember some of my last relationships, if they weren't doing stand-up, it was like, why aren't you here right now? Why aren't you here right now? I was like, well, I'm just, you know, I'd work at the comedy store, so I'd be, like, there late. And then I'd want to kind of hang, we'd hang out sometimes. Of course. And go get food, and then she would just, like, get freaked out because she was a hairdresser. So she worked right. during the day. And it's like, I can't just, like, come home right after work. I'm not, I'm not going to be able to sleep, you know, yeah. keep late hours anyways. But they just the inability to not the inability, the unwillingness to be like, OK, this is the different. But that's good that you guys try to work it out with yeah. like the different schedules. It's just like, yeah, sometimes people's schedules are fucked. But that is going to make the time you spend together more important. You know, yes. it's going to like you're probably going to you're both going to uh, focus on it more than. Yeah. Just being yeah. Around like, each I, other all the time. like I make it a point like I'm like not on my phone. Like if we're actually like it's like la- it was funny because last night was a unique situation where she was like doing work most of the evening which isn't typical and so then i'm like on my phone and then she's even like she's like you're on your like you're on your phone a lot i'm like well yeah because you're not you're on you're working i'm not yeah, even yeah. i'm i'm usually like specifically like anything on my phone can just wait till tomorrow or that's wait, good or, or whatever um that's a good rule during the during the time of hanging out and then we're just watching and then it's like it's just funny because we're hanging out and then mostly what we do the whole, there's we watch we watch some random shit here and there but we like most of the time the time we've been together I we watch we've watched fucking hundreds and hundreds of episodes of the uh, 90 day fiance 
Oh wow! Universe. That I, I've tried to. So this is weird because like I love horror films. I you know I watch like crime movie, violent movies. The reality shows they're starting to like trigger me. I was trying to watch the Bachelor, one of the new Bachelor shows with some friends, right. and I got like weirdly triggered at a at a scene because this woman is the Golden Bachelor, right? So they're right. old, and this woman uh, skipped her daughter's wedding. To like be in this pickleball tournament to to like at the Golden Bachelor. Yeah, yeah, and it like really bothered because I had like a really bad family growing up, like oh, right. a really dysfunctional like, and it just really bothered me. And it's so funny because like I, I watch like the thing, I watch fucking Taxi Driver all the time. Yeah, and then it's like, oh, this is what bothers. Yeah, me. This, this is, is what <laughs> they like. The other stuff calms you. <laughs> the, the yeah, yeah, stuff that, this. that shit calms. I don't, I don't know what it is. Uh, there's definitely been there was a point in watching 90 day fiance where we stopped watching it for a couple of months because of the amount of like dysfunction in the relationships on the show did it like started giving my girlfriend anxiety yeah in our in our own relationship of like watching like it's like oh we're watching like all these people like cheat on each other and all of this stuff and then it was like to the point where like she's like getting anxiety about it and yeah. then and then like she's like said it one day she's like i don't know like let's like watch a little something else for a little while like yeah, to yeah, not yeah. just watch these cleanser. people these people like fucking you know being so shitty to each other yeah i don't know it, the, some of those bother me because it's like remember like there's big ed right the guy without a neck yes and i guess i was like i feel bad for him so he's like well he's kind of an asshole and it's like well yeah you'd be an asshole if you looked like that like i feel really bad like even though <laughs> some of these people are flawed people it's just like, and you're also seeing them in the worst light too. Like they edit it, they're gonna look the most pathetic. He's pretty shitty though. If you watch, if you you watch, uh, but look at him. Look at if you were trapped <laughs> in that horrible husk of a body, that big, you would. I mean, it's it's look. It's nice when people are nice. Yeah. But I understand why he would be a shithead. It makes yeah. sense. Like he's, you know, it does. I mean? It it. It's people actually, are just a product of their experience and their environment. And if your body looks like that, your experience is going to suck. But he could be, he could have that experience and it could have driven him to maybe be a little bit more closed off. But instead, he's like a loud mouth. Yeah. Like, like he's just a he's yeah he's just a loud mouth and shitty i mean he's turned it into a turned it into a long that's you know, a weird 90 day too. fiance career yeah he does he keep being on it he, yeah so he there's a show that just <laughs> ended there's a show that just ended two weeks ago called 90 days last resort and this gets like as far away from the original intent of the show as possible mm-hmm. this is all couples that were on 90 day fiance like they've already been on it I mean, each of these couples has been on at least three or three different seasons yeah. of different shows. And then now they're like, it's called Last Resort because they literally go to a resort and it's like them figuring out for the final time, like, are they going to be able to like stick with these people? No. And stuff. And it's, it's, <laughs> Do they ever work? And I don't think I've ever seen one that works. The relationship on the show? Yeah. There's a, I mean, there's a cup. There's usually, to be honest with you, the ones that work are ones that, like, they're just on, like, one season of the show. Like, they just, like... Oh, okay. All the ones that are, like, continually... That are continuing on the on the show, yeah. there's, like, glaring fucking problems. Like, even, I would say, on that Last Resort show, the most, like, sane... The most sane couple that you're like, okay, they already have a kid. They're probably going to have more kids. And and they're pretty good. The dude's a like the dude is a fucking straight up alcoholic. Like the oh, dude is, is like the, a, is he the American one? He's yeah, he's the American one. He married a, a Ukrainian woman. Oh, um, she and he's and he's not and he's he's a young guy, like a fairly young guy. Because a lot yeah. of times when you see that kind of when you see it, that, it's, it's like, like older. a lonely older person. Yeah, and no, this is social problems. This is a dude that he he works out on a, a boat or something, and so he goes and works. Like a fisherman? For, I, I, they don't exactly ever say exactly okay. what he does, oh, but dude. it's like, but dude, whatever dude, he's is, trafficking narcotics yeah, for sure, probably because whatever. <laughs> That's why he has to drink so much, dude, to deal with that stress. Whatever it is, he works away for like what he works away for a month, and mm-hmm. then he comes home for a month, and it's just like shit, like like oh, she always wants attention. And she shit. wants attention, and then even in this show, you find out that he was offered a job that could keep him at home, like doing a regular job in the office. 
and he like turned it down without talking to her. Oh, like, and no. he's like, no, because I don't, I, I like it better that I get to be off for a month. Like I would rather be, be away for a month and then be able to be with you for a month and not be working yeah, 40 yeah. hours and stuff. And it's like, he, but he's like, he's also a partier alcoholic, like yeah. the dude, a dude that's also, that's trying to go to strip clubs <laughs> like while he's married no oh, no, no yeah with no, the ukrainian wife no yeah. way sir that's not happening and dog. honestly she's pretty chill about it. she's pretty, oh is she she's not like you should go but she's also not like i'm gonna cut your nuts off or i'm gonna like divorce you because you oh, went wow. to this went to this fucking strip club but still yeah they're probably the most on, on that show they're the most like Normal, normal people, but it's like he's yeah, he's just a raging fucking alcoholic, alcoholic, and it's well, just that's, like that's I mean that's one. It's like all right, because like a lot of them, it's where somebody's like a very like an older or very unattractive person, and then it's somebody yeah. who just wants a visa, a hundred percent, and it's so obvious. Yes, yeah. and I just want to grab this from like, dude. Look, you gotta love yourself, whatever. But this is yeah, they're using you. Yeah, and a lot like, of times they wouldn't fuck you unless you gave them a visa. A know? lot of times it's someone that you know is not getting, and, this, I, and and on that show there's so many seasons of it. I've seen it both ways for sure because you always think of it as a man doing this, but there's like oh no, chicks do it even yeah. even like women where it's like oh like you are getting no attention outside of this, and this is like your. You in a way, this is like kind of your chance. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is this is your one chance. Yeah, and it's just it's pretty, pretty. It's pretty brutal. But yeah. the show that I've been watching now, which we we haven't even we have ninety day fiance shit to watch, but we can't stop watching uh, my six hundred pound life, which I had never watched before. Oh really? How's that? It's wild. is it rough? It's it's pretty. It's it's rough. How many people are six hundred pounds? How, like, at what point do you just die? Like how fat? can a person get i mean these i mean to be honest with you only it okay so they've ha they have like i think 10 or 11 seasons they have over a hundred episodes between because they're they, they got to have like a hundred and every episode's episodes. a different person every, every episode's a different person okay and only only i think like only like six or eight of the people that have out of all the people that have been on the show have actually died at all really yeah. So fat people live forever. Yeah, they live a lot longer. <laughs> like, like they live. A, I, mean, I mean, but that show, dude, it's like, it gives you the, it, it's rough, dude. It's 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 definitely, especially because I'm thinking of it because there, I'm in the middle of, we're at the actually the end of season seven, and season seven was is like long, a long season, it's like twenty two episodes or something yeah. like that, and in the middle of the season, I kind of was like telling my girlfriend, I was like, I not to sound like a straight up asshole, but. It, the show kind of got boring because the people weren't like fucked up enough. Really? Like they like physic. It was just like, oh yeah, I'm 600 pounds. I'm gonna try this diet. I failed or I succeeded. But it's like, dude, a lot because a lot of times you you know what lymphedema is. So lymph lymphedema is like you get you you get fat and then the fat has nowhere to go. Uh -huh. So you get lymphedema. It's just like it's usually for like it happens mostly in people's like legs. And then sometimes it'll happen in their abdomen, uh -huh. it, it, but it just like like their leg will just start growing and it has like another growth. Oh, that comes fuck. out the side, and it's and it's because that's where your fat. It looks like a tumor almost. Yes, Jesus, it looks Christ. it looks like a fucking tumor, and it gets fucking so rough. Wow. And there was a while. This is again. This is why I sound like a fucking asshole. Is there was a while in that season where like no one had lymphedema, so it's like, and I'm like, well, <laughs> what are we? The, you're just the loony for lymphedema, dude. <laughs> Look at this. So like, this is what we're talking like. How just like this is a good example here. Like all that. That's like lymphedema. Jesus Christ! Growing. This looks like Elephant Man shit, dude. Yep, and they fucking it, yeah. I mean, every episode. I mean, it's a, like a procedural type show. Every episode's kind of the same. They fucking show them sitting there in bed and all this shit, and then they just basically talk to them about how fucking that they got that way, and like they're all the same. Like almost all of them have been molested. Oh Jesus, really? Like, like yeah. I, I oh, mean, the learned helplessness. So they, you know, like you've heard of learned helplessness, no. right? So something that happens. Well, it happens to children sometimes, but it also happens to torture. Like people use this as torture. So you basically just show someone that there's nothing they can do to improve their situation. They just give up and they become mm, completely 
compliant. A lot of them say, like, they go, like, so after that happened, I wanted to become unattractive. And it's like they started oh, eating. They, like, really? Eat. Yeah. Like, wow. Like, they thought, like, oh, if I just get this fat, will, no one no, will hurt no me. One's gonna t- no one will touch me. Wow. That's fucked up. Yeah. And in, in fact, like, I literally, because I have a couple of, like, I've been, like, doing a couple, like, doing a bit that has, like, a couple, like, oh, I, you know, everybody in the leg has one, everybody, everybody on the show has one leg that looks like the leg of a peer, mm-hmm. has barnacles and shit growing yeah. on it. Like, just some dumb jokes and one of the jokes and the the one that I like I think is funny but it's probably never going to develop into anything is saying like yeah most almost everyone on that show's been molested and so if I ever have a kid and all of a sudden they get fat I'm going to be like who the fuck touched you <laughs> I'm like and that would be me being a good father like yeah, that would yeah. be like how do none of these cuz like how do none of these parents notice like That's such an interesting response like it's so yeah. like fascinating you like look at people's uh like psychology yeah. and like that is the response it's, I would assume some people would become violent they would like they would that would happen to them and they would become like hyper reactive. Right. That probably also does yeah. happen. In I a mean, lot I'm of sure cases. probably the people that don't eat themselves to fucking yeah 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 six hundred pounds. Then but yeah. just how do people like that is such an Process interesting it. defensive me- defense mechanism, you know? And then just watching these people eat, like just watching their eating habits and just realizing like what it takes for them to be that big, like to get yeah, that big. A lot is of like, food. And the doctor will say like, well, because they always try to like downplay. They're like, oh, well, I, I like to snack a little bit. Uh, <laughs> and the doctor's, like, the doctor's like, you're lying to me and yourself. For you to be this weight, you have to be taking in and he'll like literally say like you have to be taking in like 15 to 25, 15,000 to 25,000. 25. So the normal day is, is 2,000. Yeah, 2,000 is like. Jesus. And when he puts them, when he's getting them to lose weight, he puts them on a 1,200 calorie diet. Oh wow! Okay, so real. Yeah, they do twelve twelve hundred calories. Wow, and then, and and he's saying like because sometimes the people are like, it's like oh I lost I'm I'm six hundred pounds and I lost he wanted me to lose fifty pounds in a month by doing the twelve hundred calorie diet but I only lost like twenty five pounds and he's like if you only lost twenty five pounds that means you're eating at least eight thousand calories a day. Wow. Well, once you like, once you get going and you yeah. literally get used to eating that much, yeah, you can't like if you like taper down for a while, you don't get used to eating that much. Yeah, it doesn't take a lot to fill you up, but like once you keep going, it's it's almost like I mean it's like the endurance eaters or the, yeah, you know, it's yeah, you got to like, stretch your you stretch your stomach, yeah. you do you shit like that, but and it, at some point, have you ever like really pigged out where it doesn't feel good anymore? hundred percent. Like, it's almost like doing drugs at that same point. You're just like fuck. What am I doing? What are you yeah. doing? <laughs> but this? as you're still eating more, yeah, 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 just eating more ice cream with your hands. Yeah, and it's just, and then it's like the like the fact that they have no, because a lot, a, there have been people I've seen from California, but I don't think I've seen like, I've never, I haven't seen anybody that's like they're always from places where you're like, well, that makes sense if they're yeah, from yeah. California. Well, like it's like that, it's because they also don't understand the quality of food. Like they don't understand yeah. like, oh, eating like. I'm going to buy, like, actual, like, chicken. I'm going to buy, like, actual fucking anything. Like, actual good foods. Just mass-produced shit. Even if they're buying chicken, they're like, I'm buying a a bag of frozen chicken that I can easily defrost and heat up. Well, and also, like, the lack of a lot of places you drive everywhere. There's really no place to walk. So you don't get used to, like, exercising. And you can fall into that. Because, like, a lot of just, like, mild exercise... Like, you just walk. You walk for an hour or two. If you can, you walk for yeah. an hour or two a day, you will, like, you'll lose a little bit of weight. Like, yeah. you'll feel better, too. But a lot of these places, it's like you have to drive everywhere. Like, most of America, you know, outside of the cities, the suburbs, you got to just drive for fucking yeah. ever to get anywhere. So you'd never get used to walking. Yeah. It's like, it's fucking, yeah, that show, I, yeah, I, rec- I definitely recommend it. I don't know, you know, how good it is watching episode after episode after episode like I am. I don't know if that's like the healthiest I don't think thing. I, can, I don't think I could, wa- I don't really watch a lot of reality TV. I don't know. Yeah. It does bother me. I mean, I don't know. Like I, it's like I desensitize my brain with all types of other shit, but I just can't. I, the one I got into was Flavor of Love. <laughs> I don't I, watch reality TV, but you, well, that you, was twenty you, years ago. <laughs> but I do feel bad now because I was just like, I just like Public Enemy, and I was yeah. like, yeah, let's get my man Flav, let's get him laid. And then it was just like so obvious. It's just like they're all trying to use him because the chick who wins, 
Yeah. They're like, oh, no, we're just like really good friends. It's like, why are you on a dating show? Yeah. You just, you know. Because she's trying to get her own show called I Love New York. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was um, Hoops. Hoops won. Oh, okay. Hoops was fine, though. She was fucking Hoops. I remember the name. I remember the, New I re- York was the one who was like uh, always fighting. With, I think she took yeah. a shit on the floor. Maybe didn't she? Did she? Is she one of the ones that made it to like The Apprentice or something? Really? Did she? I don't. I could be. I could. You be just do once you get on the reality TV show circuit, you can just yeah. do every. Like, what if somebody six hundred pound life gets on The Apprentice? <laughs> yeah, and then I they mean, get on Ninety Day Fiance. Yeah, you just got to get. You just have to do whatever the reality show needs you to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you can do it. Um, what do you do? You have anything to plug? Should people come see uh, you at anything? I have a podcast with my uh, best friend f- since we were five called Off the Rails with Austin Train. Okay. Um, I'm doing the rec room here. I oh, think this will come out after. Actually, this will come out after the. Okay, so yeah, just mainly the podcast. You can see me at the La Jolla Comedy Store, Madhouse in San Diego. Fuck yeah, that yeah. sounds good. I'm uh, at Hey Kenny, it's Kenny All my shit you can find there. Podcast dates. And like I've said before, you can find headshots. Uh, please only jerk off to them if you're a dude. Uh, no chicks allowed. That's right. All this right. is uh, no ma'am. <laughs> it's no ma'am for Kenny's headshots. Hell yeah. <laughs> oh, follow me uh, at Austin underscore train on X and uh, Instagram. Sorry to throw that Fuck in. Fuck it. He uses the right name, too. That's nice. Later. <laughs>